All right, good morning, everyone. Today is Sunday, January 17th, 2021. Just doing the weekend recap of the news, and there is some interesting stuff to talk about, so let's uh, let's get it right into it. So first off, Microsoft, Oracle, and other health tech giants are teaming up to create vaccination passports. The reason why this scares me is not because they're teaming up. We all know that these companies are going to do this regardless, but what scares me is the fact that there's now going to be corporate pressure to put, you know, uh, mandatory vaccine cards before you get on a train or mandatory vaccine cards before you get on a plane. I think that regardless, no matter how bad a certain virus gets, unless it's been proven to literally turn you into a zombie like World War Z, I don't believe that this should be the case and it should be mandatory. I think that if there's anything that will resist it, the United States Constitution will do a good job of that. I hope it does, because if not, then the rest of the world's pretty much just going to follow if it unless it decides to do something on its own, which some countries in Europe might do. Right. So anyways, the next thing is that the New York attorney general is suing the New York Police Department, the NYPD, for the mistreatment of BLM and George Floyd protesters. The way I see it is this, guys. To me, regardless of skin color, if you mistreat someone that is protesting peacefully, then there should be some type of consequence. It doesn't matter if it's left or right. It doesn't even if there's if you're protesting about something other than politics or what have you, other than racial issues or systemic racism and things like this. Regardless, I know it's a touchy subject, but I do have to say it doesn't matter if a cop puts his hands on you in the wrong for protesting peacefully. You got a big problem there and you don't. The cop does. So I think ultimately, again, unless the protests were not peaceful, that is a very different story. So I'm going off of the fact that it might have been it was probably peaceful. That's what I'm going off of. However, if it wasn't, then things change a little bit. Right. So the next thing is that Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, released a phone call from an internal virtual meeting. I think it was over Zoom that Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, had with his employees, pretty much saying that the censorship that they're doing right now is here to stay. Now, what bothers me is the fact that we see how much of an influence big tech has. And the problem with this is that... <clears throat> They've kind of become the moral arbiters of the world, and everybody knows that. But the thing is here is that it's kind of ironic when you look at, for example, I was going to bring this up later, but when you look at the Uganda election, how they banned Twitter, Facebook, all those guys from participating or even being allowed in, to uh, operate virtually on any computer or any tablet or device in the country during the period of the elections, I mean, look, there's two ways to look at it. That can either open up the possibility for rigging and things like this uh, because you've temporarily disabled Twitter and Facebook and all that so people can't communicate as easily to point out certain issues or it could be that they saw what happened in the US and they just don't want to be a part of it and they don't want to have Twitter affect it. And then Twitter, from their official Twitter account, tweeted out, I think I covered this a few days ago, but it's so, the hypocrisy is so ironic that they believe in free speech and them being banned is not right and this and that. So when they as a company get banned, it's not right. But when they're censoring and becoming the moral, moral arbiter and sort of the tell all, you know, say all, it's it's my way or the highway to every one of their users, that's that's kind of hypo hypocritical, no? And yes, you can argue they're a private company and they could do whatever they want, fine. But Uganda's a country and if the president or if the political leaders of that country say, you know what, we don't want him here, Twitter shouldn't complain. 
The same way Twitter says to people who they censor, don't bitch about it. Listen, you violated our guidelines. So you gonna believe that uh, Twitter and social media and Facebook and all those guys were violating the uh, the sacred process of their elections. Again, this can go both ways. And this is why it's so hypocritical. So anyways, it kind of gets me riled up, but I'm sure you could see why. The next thing is that the dating app Bumble just filed for an IPO, which means initial uh, initial public offering on the on the stock market, as I'm sure many of you know. Sure, I mean, why not? Bumble's interesting. It's a bit of unique. Uh, it's uniquely different from Tinder in the sense that if you match with a girl and you're a guy, the the girl has to message you first. Or if you're a girl or a woman, you match with a guy. It's up to you to message him first, which is kind of cool. And uh, you know, I hope it does well. I mean, I don't, I haven't heard anything bad about them at all. I mean, I could, maybe I'm missing things and I could be wrong, but yeah. The next thing, no, this is interesting, excuse me. The next thing is that the NRA filed for bankruptcy, but their headquarters is now moving from New York to Texas. Now, allegedly they've been in financial trouble for years, but again, we have to define what financial trouble is to these types of organizations because, look, I know the NRA doesn't take a piece of every gun sale, or maybe they do. I don't know specifics. I dare to say they don't, but the NRA has been a very strong, prominent gun rights advocate. They're probably the gun rights advocate, and when I see this, I look and I say, okay, is this just a dodge to not have to pay taxes in New York so they can flee to Texas? Probably. And so, look, if you can take advantage of the loopholes of the system, they're there because let's let's be honest, the system takes advantage of you. So I'm not defending the NRA, but I can understand where they're coming from, right? The next thing is that the Trump organization expanded into Westchester County property. Okay. Like, I mean, they're trying to make a negative thing out of that. Whatever. All right. Oh, sorry. A Trump organization investigation expanded into Westchester County property. Yeah, but there's going to be investigations on him for the rest of his life, whether they're substantiated or not. So who cares, right? The next thing is that... And this kind of ties in well, and it's ironic. The Department of Justice retracted their allegations that the Capitol rioters wanted to kidnap and assassinate the politicians. Why? They got no evidence. They got no proof of it. You had individual instances where you could hear people yelling, you know, kill the cop with his own gun, allegedly. And what I say to that is there's a difference between saying kill the cop with his own gun, which is terrible, terrible. But there's a difference between that and saying, let's go kill the politicians with their own gun. Now, allegedly, there were chants heard of, you know, hang Mike Pence and all that. But again, because of all the confusion, because that the FBI doesn't know what's going on and all of the different confusion from different uh, camera footage from their phones and stuff. It's so hard to say. It's just so hard to say. Right. The next thing is that a Mexican cardinal. Uh, got temporarily banned on Facebook or censored for saying that the COVID vaccine contains microchips from Bill Gates in it. Okay, I mean that's his opinion. He's a cardinal. Well, I, I like I don't understand. Like, what, again, it might, the whole thing might be like, oh, well, you're spreading misinformation. But who is Facebook to say that's misinformation? Is Facebook a, a, a biologist? Is Mark Zuckerberg a geneticist? Is he an epidemiologist? Is he a, a is he a scientist at all? No, he's not. So he's not an infectious disease expert, nothing. So they should stay the hell away from it. Again, my stance personally, guys, and I, I hope some of you agree with me, but I hope some of you disagree with me because it's always healthy to have a conversation and have our opinions evolve in advance. My view is that unless someone is directing or threatening someone, 
in a direct way or implicative way, you shouldn't remove them. It doesn't matter how much misinformation goes on there because at the end of the day, we don't know if it's misinformation or not. I give the example of Tim Pool. Uh, he's a YouTuber who um, who leans to the right of things, and he reported on a story two years ago that YouTube removed his video and took his video down because the Associated Press said that the story he was reporting on was fake, and then two days later, YouTube put the video back up, and YouTube issued an apology to Tim Pool because they said that the Associated Press was wrong. Now, I'm not saying that they're always wrong. I'm not saying that the establishment media is always wrong. But again, that's why they're called the establishment media, because it doesn't matter what they say, right or wrong. You don't know if they say they have sources, their sources are more reliable than, you know, Project Veritas sources. Why? Right. They can't. Well, oh, because, you know, we've been around for 30, 40 years as a news station and da da da. So what, what, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Right. The next thing is that, this is a little bit of a fun thing, uh, it's Betty White's birthday, so happy birthday to Betty White. Um, 13 Israelis are suffering from facial paralysis after taking the Pfizer COVID vaccine. There's even uh, that video of this woman's body like spazzing out and she claims that if she gets more emotional and angry, her body spazzes more. I don't know if it's being faked, but there's no evidence to suggest it's fake. However, there's no evidence to suggest that it is real either. The only evidence we have, which is, and there's a difference between evidence and proof, guys. Remember that. The only evidence we have is literally her body. And the question is, though, is she faking it? And um, I think the name of the video is vaccination. But if you Google woman, a woman's body spazzing or freaking out from vaccine, you'll find it. Now, there's been a debate and a, a bit of a theory that, you know, the elites of the world get the mRNA vaccine, whereas we get the watered down version of it. So it, it's hard to say. It's very hard to say. I mean, you got a lot of fraud going on. You got a lot of people, uh, you know, organized crime groups saying, you know, you can order the vaccine to your and have it sent to your house for two, three hundred dollars. And then it's just a needle with a with a syringe of water that shows up so we see a lot of exploitation going on so we don't know if this woman's doing it for attention i don't know why else she'd be doing it for um so yeah i would like to believe her because i'd like to think that there are people in the world that are putting things out there so everyone can be informed um but again it's very ironic the way that humans want to see proof and evidence because she's showing her own self to prove it she's not like making a, a written facebook post but at the same time you can easily fake spazzing your body out as ridiculous as it might feel or look so again we got to look at both sides here right the next thing is that an antifa militant was arrested yesterday for plotting to murder trump supporters during biden's inauguration look i understand right now that they're claiming and alleging there's more mega people that are being arrested and things like this than antifa but why don't they report this antifa arrest you got the QAnon shaman the one guy who they, they keep talking about for days and days and days and i get it it gets views it gets clicks it gets all that stuff but you won't talk about how an antifa militant was arrested we just got to be fair here that's all i'm saying i'm not saying to lean to one side or the other we got to be fair that's it the next thing is that Joe Manchin, who's considered a centrist Democrat, kind of like a down-the-middle kind of guy politically, said that Josh Hawley and Senator Ted Cruz should be removed via the 14th Amendment for what they did. Look, I get there have to be consequences for certain things. There is a very strong legal argument that can be made in both sides with regards to Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and how they still objected the results of the election after the Capitol riot. It's hard to say. There's a lot of people like Eric Weinstein who know Ted Cruz and uh, who have said who have had great intellectual conversations with Ted Cruz. And you have lawyers like Alan Dershowitz who said that Ted Cruz was their 
his smartest law student at Harvard. You look at this and, and you start to think during the riot, Ted Cruz had emails and text messages sent out to his subscribers and followers of his database, whatever, uh, on his website saying, um, asking for funding and stuff, if I'm not mistaken. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. That, that I don't know, man. You shouldn't be asking for funding while the Capitol's being uh, being taken. <laughs> so it, it's kind of, I get it. He's trying to not add fuel to the fire. I don't think he is. I think he's just trying to take advantage of the heat of the moment. And people, when they're emotional, they tend to respond and react to things more emotionally. Therefore, maybe he was thinking they'll send me money in that moment because they're very irrational and emotional and very angered up at this time. Who knows, right? And again, I'm not saying that's a good thing, nor am I saying it's a bad thing. We got to look at it at it purely objectively. So, the next thing is that there's uncertainty on Palestine's Abbas announcing uh, last-minute ele- elections, if I'm not mistaken. Now, I don't know anything about Palestine. I've been watching some documentaries on the history of Palestine, specifically with Palestine and Israel, the last couple of days. I can understand the conflict, and this is a very you know thousand-year-old conflict, if if not longer, if I'm not mistaken. So, I, again, both sides feel victimized and untreated and treated unfairly, Israel and Palestine. And with regards to Palestine calling this election, I mean, look, it's their country. They do what they want. And if there's corruption, it's got to be rooted out. But who's to say that it has to be any country from the West that roots it out, right? So, the next thing is that Iran says it's advancing research on uranium metal, which has the rest of Europe concerned because obviously they're going to use it to build nukes. Look... The Iran nuclear deal, in my opinion, I'm not saying it because Trump was saying it. I think it was a mess. And I say that because it was supposed to be part of Obama's legacy and all that. Obama did a lot of good things, but he did a lot of terrible things as well. And here's the thing I like to mention as well. I think when it comes to politicians, a lot of them are so overly calculated in their strategy that they actually end up making dumb moves. Now, obviously, every strategic move from a Democrat or Republican, regardless of what side, is not going to be perfect. But when I look at this, I say to myself, you know what? Like the the Iran nuclear deal, again, there's allegations that the, the money being given to Iran was just their own money being given back to them that was seized by the U.S. Then there's other allegations that they just gave it, gave them money. I don't like it. Anything having to do with Iran, and listen, I'm, I'm Canadian, even though I spent a lot of time in the States. Um, I know that Iran does not like the States, definitely, and does not like Canada, specifically because of a certain instance that occurred back in, I think, the 70s or 80s. The Ben Affleck's film Argo is a good de- depiction of that. And I can understand that, but at the same time, you got to let grudges go. This is the problem with human ego. And I know maybe it's easier said than done. I don't, I don't blame that, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like shit man we nothing's gonna change if it's still ego and victimization and accusations and all and all that kind of stuff and look if iran is trying to get a nuclear bomb i have a gut feeling they already have a few to tell you the truth and i think that on a covert secretive level russia china india uh united states they their intelligence agencies tell them they have it too so i think it's kind of like the elephant in the room it's just a matter of do they want to give them more uranium or fund them more to build more (sighs) It's hard to say, like, again, I have nothing against the Iranian people. I have some Iranian friends, fantastic people. But when you look at the regimes of the governments, it's a it's a tricky call. I mean, I'm not a politician, so I'll be sitting here for hours thinking of what to do, which is why I'm going to move on. But you, you get what I mean. So the next thing is that Saudi Arabia is o- opening its Qatar embassy in the coming days. Okay, that's cool. I mean, you know, this is this is nice to see the Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Israel, Bahrain, you know, th- this deal was struck. And it's nice to see that these things are happening. Now, whether or not this is, you know, obviously 
uh, some type of expansion for a spy-based mission is hard to say. But again, we, we'll see what happens. The next thing is that the U.S. slapped more sanctions on Iran in Trump's final days in office. Look, Republicans, Democrats, both sides don't like Iran. Uh, the political regime and and the government, past, present, or future, they won't. And they just have different views on how to handle it, right? So, again, we'll see what happens. Republicans in the past have tended to be more stricter on Iran, pretty much saying, no, we would like it. you can't get nukes, like, F you, screw you. The Democrats have been more, well, listen, we're going to limit you, but we do believe in giving you some freedom as well. So, I'm not going to jump into the specifics. I can understand the Iranian government saying, why the hell are you guys getting involved in our business? But at the same time, they can't do anything about it. Because the United States is the United, they're the powerhouse of the world, even at this current moment, right? So again, um, so yeah, that's it for the weekend. Unless I missed anything significant with regards to sports or stuff like that, I think that's about it. And we will catch you guys tomorrow. Cheers.